Okay, so, so let's stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. Hopefully, everything is going well on this month in November. If I do decide to release this in November. But for me, everything's going good. Right now, in the past, as I talk to you right now, I mean, so far, everything's on the up and up. About a few weeks ago, I got sick. Like, really, really sick. Thought it was COVID, but it wasn't. And I don't think I've been sick like that for some few years. For my daughter's birthday, we went to Disney for it's the Oogie Boogie Bash, which is like nighttime thing at Disney. The kids celebrate, get candy, the whole trick-or-treat thing. And I haven't been outside that cold for a long while. <laughs> for a big time, I didn't have my sweater. And, you know, walking in her car, being on the cold, I think I got sick that way. Then a few days later, Santa Ana wind started, you know, getting up again. And then my allergies just kicked in and it was just a big cocktail of that. And I, I, I think that's what messed me up. But thankfully, it was only four days, four or five days. We you know everything now is COVID. Last year, in 2020, I was getting allergies like every other month. Because, you know, when the winds pick up and you get dust in the air, you start. And there's times when like, I thought that was COVID. But, you know, thankfully, everything's okay. Everyone's okay. So we're good. But for this episode, it's going to be entitled Help. And yes, you may think I'm talking about help. But as funny as it is, another Beatles song. <laughs> it's another uh, music-inspired, lyric-inspired episode. You know, that's what sometimes they do. I listen to music. There's a line or two that really gets me going and thinking. And I start reflecting. And here we are. I mean, although this is another Beatles song. It's a life lesson we have to learn to take. Really, who wants to admit that they need help? I think no one. Especially growing up with our Mexican background, asking for help is kind of a, sometimes it's looking as a way of being defeated. It's a way of you failing. And in this more traditional Mexican culture, the men do the work, they're strong, and the women take care of the food, the kids, the housework. So it's the dad's responsibility to make sure that the money is coming in for the family and it's, you know, it's taken care of. Though some are still like that, a lot has changed in the past 10, 15 years. You see my generation of the 30, 40 year olds, I mean, dare I, dare I say millennials, but let's face it, we're born between two generations, the classic last generation and the part of the new wave way of thinking, the Gen Z, pro this, pro that, quality for all, you know, that, that kind of Gen Z. Some traditions from the other generations we try to keep, but we're adapting and forming new waves. This is the world we live in. I think we are more equal in understanding compared to our other generation. An example is, you know, the gays or the LGBT, along with some interracial couples, was, and it was a stigma from the older people. And us, we see it as no different as, you know, just being me or you. Just people that deserve love. That's pretty much about it. So seeing and growing up between both ways, we got teachings from the two eras of thinking, new ways and old ways, both emerging. I've seen and experienced a lot of 
people suffer because they had too much pride and were too afraid to ask for help. I've seen this in my grandma, my uncles, my aunts. All suffer because they couldn't ask for one word. Why? I really didn't get it until I went into the world by myself. When you're out there in the world, you're not having to depend on your parents or you know whoever you grow up with. No one is paying your rent. No one is telling you what to do or say. No one's making you pay bills today. Do this, do that. You're on your own. So if something happens and you, you need that help, it's hard to turn and ask. It's the fear of failure. It's a fear of what others are going to think. And to be honest, when, when we were teens, we wished we wish and said to ourselves that I can't wait to be out of the house and be out on my own. I know I did. And if you had somewhat caring parents, they would tell you, you know, it's hard out there. You don't know how easy it is that you have it here. But, you know, we don't care. We don't care what they say. We're just going to say what we're going to want to say. And especially when you're a teenager, your parents tell you, you know, you can't go to the party. I think it's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I think the world's fallen. Your social, your social life is over and you got to get up. You know, but it's sadly, it's the truth. Now being 32 with two kids, I find myself hard to ask somebody for help. Other than my wife, who I can ask for help with whatever comes in, whatever advice I may need, she's always there. But other than that, I really wouldn't ask anyone. We really can't have anyone but ourselves to depend on because our kids depend on us. So they see us asking for help, you know, how is that going to look? You know, as parents, we have their lives in our hands and we have each other's. I thought if I'm that if I am stubborn or is it an ego thing or is it a pride thing? It could be a little bit leftover trait from the older generation. Fully functioning adults really want to, we really want to ask for help. We just can't. And pre-COVID, there's a lot of independence among us in the past, you know, past year or so. Kind of been a big turnaround from people losing their jobs, having to ask for rent extensions or relying on food banks, feed their families, asking the government for financial help hasn't really stopped since it started. And everyone asking for these things, they have every right to. They have the right to ask for the help. The government shut down in, you know, from the government shut down to losing jobs, small businesses closing, rent stacking up. It's only right that people in charge pay and take care of its citizens for a change. And yes, it's easy to say, you know, what about welfare? And that's, that's only like the really scapegoat that everybody has because people have this thing about people abusing the welfare system and all that. And yeah, there's tons of people that, did abuse it. Not going to lie, there's tons, but what about the people that actually need it? What about the older generation who are in their 70s, 60s, that don't have anybody to take care of them? They rely on Social Security, what they may get from EBT, shit like that we don't really think about or really, really care. We don't really use in our arguments or conversations. But with all this happening, instead we see two parties fighting over who's going to come out on top. We still see that post-Trump. Even though now it's shifted from people getting money, now it's shifted to the vax mandate. Whether you believe it or not, there's still fights over it, whether it's from the government, the, well, the federal, the state, local, citizen. There's, I feel this fight is never going to end. There's always going to be something. Whether it was Trump talking his shit, Biden forgetting everything, the recall, there's always going to be fights. It just seems like it just hasn't ended, especially these past, well, I guess I could say two years since 2021 is pretty much over already, which it still feels like it's 2020. I don't know, maybe the mind calendar was off. The year, the world really ended in 2020. We're just here and we're in the 
the remnants of what was, right? But you know, back then when people were asking for money, they needed, needed money to survive, they needed their stimulus or whatever. People on top were fighting left and right. And they would have everybody would have had their aid a long time ago, but eagles were blocking the votes and stopping that. And maybe that's why we don't ask for help. The fear of us asking for something and nothing happening. Fear of rejection. I mean, it don't it don't hurt if you really need it. The worst someone could say is no, and at that point, you're in the exact same position that you were before. But you know, it's we you know that fear, that fear of rejection. We all have that. I mean, I have a couple examples asking for help where I really had no choice, but I needed it. And one were when my boy was born. Well, something went south, and I needed someone to watch, watch him for a couple hours because, well, something happened to my wife and I had to go back to the hospital. So he was, I think, a month old. He was, he was young. Man, keep in mind, he was a preemie, so he was, he was young. But we called my in-laws. Nobody, no answer. In credit, it was like around 12, 1 a.m. Remember, I was going to work. My wife called. I was actually on my way to Century City. I had to turn back, go back to the warehouse, get my car, rush home. And there we were, heading out to the emergency. And it turned out that my wife needed a same-day surgery, quick surgery. And I was scared. I felt like I had nobody to leave my my son was because I, I needed to be with my wife. But at the same time, you have this kid. He was, he was struggling to feed. We were struggling to, you know, struggling to use the bottle. I mean, uh, I think breastfeeding, he was going good. Oh, just with me with the bottle. He was, he was really picky. Go figure, right? Picky kid. You know, but we called my in-law. I called my sister-in-law. No answer. So me and the boy slept in the parking lot of the hospital because I needed to be close to my wife whose phone was dying. So we didn't. We didn't know what was going to happen, how she was in contact with us. So me and the kid were in the hospital, well, in the parking lot for two or three hours. It was around this time, October, November, I want to say, around that time. So it was cold that night. But thankfully, before you even ask or wonder, car was warm. I have an immense body heat. <laughs> and he had blankets. He had everything. He was good. He was just as warm as he was in his bed here at home. But not an ideal place situation you want to be sleeping with a newborn while you're worrying asking for your wife. So I called my in-law again. And guess what? She's going to make. I don't remember what it was exactly. I remember thinking, I was like, well, you know, what's going on with this woman? And that parent's supposed to drop everything for their kids when they needed them. And, you know, this was kind of like the second time this happened once when my kid was born. And then like a month later, this, you know, this stuff happened. And, you know, the day, the day went by. Sister-in-law finally answered and said, I can be here at this time. And she came with the kid. Oh, she came home. At this time, we already came home. She came over here and met us. Uh, she stood home with the kid. I want to go get my wife because all this time of waiting, we had come home. Uh, my wife, they, get, they gave my wife surgery and she was going to be out. So perfect timing when I went to go pick her up and bring her back home. My wife was, you know, she was good again. But still, those are the kind of things that you kind of, you reach out for help and nothing's happening and you feel like, what's going on? But you know, my aunt, my only aunt now that I talk to that I you know, still hang around with, she found out what happened and she told me like, you know what, you could have called me. Even my cousin too at that time, she's like, you could have called us and we went and went over. And I said, you know, it was like around like two o'clock in the morning. Like, I know you, I know you work. They said, no, 
something like this, you call. That's, that's who we're here for. And after that, to be honest, after hearing that, I found a new respect and love for her. I know I'm always, they're always my family, but this felt, this felt closer. And, you know, fast forward to my daughter being born, we actually needed more help. I asked her if she could pick up Max because my wife, we weren't really planning it. One morning she just said, I'm, I think I'm going to have the baby today. Got dressed, went to the hospital, called my aunt, asked her if he could pick my son up, keep him until, you know, my sister-in-law gets him. Because, you know, I think she had to work, something like that. And my aunt came and she was good. Without hesitating, she helped us out. And it was weird because with my daughter, she was supposed to be cut out. Because what happened to my son, we had planned, a, you know, another C-section delivery. So she was, about, she was supposed to be born maybe like two weeks earlier. But everything figured out. I was going to come help us. Actually, uh, my daughter's now godmother was offered to help. Everything was going to go good. But Dr. Sarah, you're having this kid naturally. And obviously, that's what you want to have your kid naturally. So we were just waiting. But you know, with that situation, it was like help was asked. And in a way, it was rejected, but it was accepted by others. But I mean, that calling at that time for like 1, 2 a.m., it's, it's really a scratchy, iffy time. You know, I don't I know what else to do at that point. But honestly, too, if I didn't ask for help, I don't know how these situations would have played out. You know, it did kind of push me a little bit closer to my sister-in-law and my aunt because it kind of showed that we could depend on them if, you know, in a worse, worst case. I mean, we wouldn't ask for help if it wasn't for anything for anything but the kids. You know, the kids needed something. They needed to be somewhere, like, you know, really, really needed help. Not like, you get the kid like a sweater, like this, you know, nothing like that. But we kind of let the pride of the old ways get in our way from moving forward or letting us ask for help, you know, to try to get out of a rough patch. We're all human. We all love. We're all in this life together. And as much as some of us are not afraid to offer help when they shouldn't be ashamed to receive it. But, you know, I know that's easier said than done, but life is life. These road bumps will hit you eventually and see what I've seen I mean, I know that we're human and we all have our faults, but I just know when you're in your time of need and you actually need help, do not be afraid. There's nothing worse than letting your ego, your pride to get in the way when something you could genuinely use. And that's what our family's for. That's what our close ones are for. Ask for help. Sometimes you get in a rough patch in our life. We need that little extra hand to help us out. You know, coming from that background, we're just not, we're just not taught that. Early on, we're expected to go out, live your life, I mean, before I used to be like, you know, when you turn 18, you got to get out of the house, move, get a job, whatever. That talk seems absurd now. And to think of an 18-year-old now going out, trying to get a job, trying to get a place to live, it kind of seems damn near impossible with some of the wages that are getting paid, some of the rents. I mean, in LA, you're paying, what, 1800 for a single a little studio. Our friend is paying, I think, two grand for like a one bedroom or something, or two bedroom, something like that, a little bit over two grand or something. I mean, the average rate of some of the jobs that are paying, you know, between 15, 16 an hour, no way you could get something like that by yourself. Unless it's through like some slum or some like projects or like some like cracked out house. Maybe they get like 500 or something like that, but any normal rational place you want to live, no way. But still, you were expected to go out, do that stuff, and not ask for help. 
So when it came to when you actually needed to come back home because let's face it, rent gets too high, bills get piled up and you can't afford to and you got to go back home, it sucks. I know that happened to us before I started working at Disney. Like This was probably like eight, nine years ago. We were paying our rent, then we lost our jobs and things were getting backed up and we ended up moving back with my in-laws. So I want to move there again. I think I'm at a point in our life where we're our households are just two different households and yeah, we just couldn't we just couldn't live with them. But we had moved in and it kinda of sucked. And I know they offered they said come by, you'll pay like a fraction of rent to get back on your feet and you're gone. And I think we only lasted about eight months. And yeah, the help was there. We eventually left. But just having to go back sometimes, it it sucks. After being out by yourself for quite a long time or quite a decent amount of time, it just sucks to go back and it kind of feels like you're defeated, but that shouldn't hold you back. A lot of people now that still live with their parents that I know, like some friends, I tell them, like, stay with your parents as long as you can. Save as much money as you can. Go have fun. Go out, do what you want to do as much as you can, because when you're on your own, reality hits and you got to pay bills. And a lot of those situations are not for everybody, but, you know, for for the good chunk. And honestly, now in 2021, there's nothing wrong living at your house, at your parents' house, for the most part. I mean, if you're going to be there, take advantage while the parents are struggling or something like that. It, okay. Maybe you got to step up a little bit, but if you're trying your hardest and things aren't going the way it is, and you're still working, trying to save money, trying to be the best you can, help contribute, stay there and save as much as you can because the real world sucks. No one's going to save you. And you got to have a good foundation. Hopefully you don't have any time of needs, but if you do, don't be afraid to ask for help. Even if it's help for venting after all your struggles and frustration, even that little bit is help. And asking for that could be good for you. These are the life lessons that we learn, that we go through, that we, being told it's okay to ask for help. I couldn't be told that and say, okay, it's okay for me to ask. I kind of have to go through things. And I think as most people do, we kind of have to go through certain life bumps and realize, you know, this new door of wisdom unlocked and, hey, let me walk through it. It's what's behind there is you can ask for help. It's okay. Well, with COVID and everything this past year, people that usually wouldn't go to food banks, people usually wouldn't ask for a quote unquote handout. People were in need. People had to. And it kind of stretched that layer back of having this being that a stigma. And it just really showed that we're all human. We're all in this together. And we can't let our ego and pride get in the way. All this is a work in progress. This whole thing called life, it's all a work in progress. No matter what I tell you right now, it's not going to matter unless you go through things by yourself. Just know that what you're going through, people have gone through before. And if they came out okay, chances are you're most likely going to come out okay. We're going to be all good. Thanks again for listening for another week and until next time.